Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. I had an email today from a patient who's been having treatment in the Middle East, in fact. Unsuccessfully, she's had three cycles. And the doctor has suggested that her next cycle have a different approach to stimulation. And she was asking in, my, in the email what the difference was between an antagonist cycle and an agonist cycle. So what she's referring to is the drugs used stop the woman ovulating before the eggs are collected. So that's the role of the agonists or antagonists. As a drug, what they are pharmacologically is a copy of the hormone that's produced in the brain that tells the pituitary gland to produce LH or FSH. It's called GnRH, gonadotrophin-releasing hormone. And it normally, in nature, has a very short lifespan of about 90 minutes. It's a very small molecule, only has uh, 10 peptides, they're called. And by changing one of those 10, you can alter the characteristics of the drug to be much more long-acting. So instead of 90 minutes, they'll last 12 to 24 hours, depending on the compound. Chemists experimented with these drugs during the 1980s and 1990s and fiddled with that change in one or two parts of the molecule. And they ended up producing two different compounds. The first one that was on the market was a GnRH agonist. Now the word agonist means stimulator. Now it may seem silly to be giving someone a stimulating drug if you're actually trying to suppress the effects of the brain to stop ovulation occurring. But that was the first drug that came on the market. And what happens is that it initially stimulates the pituitary gland to stimulate the LH and FSH levels, which then results in stimulation of the ovary. You don't want that happening close to the time of ovulation because it will also stimulate the release of the eggs. So what we do with an agonist cycle generally is to start the agonist in the cycle prior to the cycle where the ovaries are going to be stimulated. So 21 days into a cycle, we start the agonist. Now there's initial flare, it's called, which increases the going to the pituitary release of LH and FSH, which results in higher progesterone levels in that cycle. And indeed, I've had pregnancies in that scenario that have gone on without having to go to IVF. But within 48 hours, this compound switches off the pituitary. So it takes it basically out of the game. So we don't have to worry that your pituitary gland is going to release hormones that would allow or force the ovaries to release the eggs prematurely. You continue the agonist. This is the standard cycle called the long cycle. It goes on through the menstrual period right up until the day of the egg collection. 
but it controls this ovulation, stopping of ovulation. The downside of it, it's a three-week treatment course, so it prolongs an IVF cycle. Then in, in the late 1990s, the development of a sister drug with a different change in the terminal end of the molecule resulted in a drug that, in fact, did not have the flare effect of the agonist. By taking it, you immediately switch off the pituitary gland, and that drug was called an antagonist. So that's Orgaliotran or Cetratide are the two drugs on the market in Australia at the moment. The benefit of these is you don't need to start those drugs until halfway through the stimulation process. It means less injections and a shorter cycle because the cycle then in terms of stimulation only, only goes on and injections only goes on for 10 to 14 days, whereas previously it was going on for three weeks. The results of agonist versus antagonist in general terms are absolutely the same. The pregnancy rates are the same, side effects are the same. So choosing between the two really comes down to patient convenience. And it's quite clear from surveys done with patients who had been through both, they much prefer the shorter cycle using the antagonist. The antagonist has the further advantage that in women with polycystic ovarian syndrome, the chances of hyperstimulation are reduced. Using an antagonist in the stimulation phase also allows us, if hyperstimulation is occurring, for us to use a dose of the agonist as the trigger because it produces that flare of hormones that I talked about. That flare is enough to stimulate final maturation of the eggs prior to egg collection. Whereas if you're already on an antagonist cycle, giving more antagonist is not going to have that effect and therefore hyperstimulation is a possibility. So they're different drugs, have slightly different effects, but ultimately they end up by switching off the pituitary so that all the events that subsequently occur, we can handle using uh, hormones given to you to bring on final maturation of the eggs and collection of the eggs after that. But then in terms of pregnancy rates for the average patient, there is no difference. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1800 111 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. 